AI in Action is brought to you by Aulis International, covering your business's staffing, consulting, and networking needs. Our host brings you the leading minds in AI, sharing their story, their success, and their advice. Focusing on fast-tracking you to the top, AI in Action cuts through the hype to help you kickstart your data science career. To listen to the latest AI in Action podcast, head over to www.aldis.com forward slash podcast, or subscribe via iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Podcasts. You're listening to AI in Action. I'm your host, JP Valentine. Our guest today is Johan Smadja. Johan is the head of data science at Cedar. Johan, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's our pleasure, Johan. So let's start with yourself. Can you give us a, a brief background of your journey in data? Where did you get started? Walk us through some of the roles you've held along the way, taking us up to your, your current position leading the data team at Cedar. So my journey started in France. Uh, I studied statistics in Paris. I finished my studies in the US. Uh, I have a, a master's degree from Harvard. I, I studied applied math there. Um, and at the time, uh, every French engineer <clears throat> with a master's degree from an American university would uh, end up most likely in in finance, so that that's where that's where I started my career. I don't I don't regret it. It was ten years of fun, and I was using data. That was my my edge, trying to trade currencies, interest rates, and the the last role that I had at a French bank was in charge of electronic trading. So it meant that we had an electronic platform. We could trade currencies with clients through through different platforms like Bloomberg, Reuters, etc. And I was in charge of tweaking our algorithms behind the prices that we're sending live to to clients uh, 24/7. I, I like to think about it as as my first product experience because it was very much about understanding what clients wanted to trade with me, how I could grow the platform in terms of volume, in terms of profitability. So I spent a lot of time doing some data analysis, uh, meeting clients. I had a team of developers in Paris that I was interacting with very regularly, reviewing the backlog, reviewing priorities. So it was very much uh, what a product job would look like today. Back now, five years, six years ago, I remember I was on, I was on the beach uh, reading, uh, saying that we were, we were all doomed, that, that machines were going to take all of our jobs. And the next page was, hey, let's do this um, master's degree. And I don't remember what it was, but the article was saying like, Basically, we need to keep studying. We need to keep learning new technologies. And at the time, uh, so I studied statistics, I said, but it was on the blackboard. We barely had uh, laptops at the time. It was uh, 2006, 2005. And the statistics space, what we call data science today, has many more methods and fun algorithms that I didn't study. So I, I wanted to go back and learn what statistics was all about in 2015, 2016, and I loved it. I took uh, certificates again at Harvard on machine learning and advanced data science classes. I won competition. I, I absolutely enjoyed it while doing my job. So that was pretty uh, challenging, but I, ma- I managed to finish the certificate. And at the, at the end, I was sure that I needed to stop finance because I was playing with medical data, social media data, and that just opened my mind to potentially making a move. I moved to a a startup. We were building maps. Uh, So in terms of data, that was really a ton of fun. Events, location data, trying to make sense of it. And I wanted to work in healthcare, and I met the team uh, at Cedar 
almost exactly a year, uh, two years ago. That's how I ended up in tech and in healthcare. Yeah, I appreciate you sharing that, Johan. I, I think it's always great to, to hear from people who are in senior strategic leadership roles in, in data science and AI that their path is is often unconventional. And many times it's born out of reflection and making strategic moves and, and following interests, which is something that you've clearly done, which has now led you to Cedar, as you mentioned. So Cedar in, in the healthcare data space is uh, becoming a very well-known brand just due to the success. But for people who are listening, who are not familiar with Cedar, can you give us an overview of the business, um, what you guys are doing in the space, and then we'll jump into your role as the head of data. Cedar builds software uh, for hospitals and physician groups. We started as a billing company when a patient goes to a doctor and has a bill left for copay or a small part of the deductible. We would the insurance process would uh, often last a month, and then we would start engaging with patients, sending them their bills, and we build a portal for them to solutions for them to resolve their bills. They could chat with their provider, etc. So we are building all the software for that. We, all, we are now starting to build everything, a lot of products around what's, what's happening around the visit and even pre-visit for uh, insurance authorization, check-in before, before your visit happens, et cetera, et cetera. So it's really about building a patient experience that is modern, um, that does not only re- resolve around a paper statement, but introducing a digital experience um, would help, I think, the healthcare industry. Um, so it's about finding solutions to patients who might have very large bills and can pay. So we are trying to help them resolve that. And for data science, it's about trying to understand um, the journey of the patient. Um, What are the best solutions that we could offer? How do we engage with them? We are interacting with patients that are just going to their yearly checkup to their physician that they know very well. They are expecting the bill some going to the ER and end up with surgery that they didn't plan for. And then finally, you have patients going through chemo with repeated visits, uh, bills that are accumulating. So you understand that even though our clients are the hospitals, the medical centers that you might know, we have patients that have very, very different experiences on the clinical side. And we are trying to make sure that Everything else around the clinical experience matches the the care that they receive when they are on site. And it's quite a complex problem that Cedar are tackling, um, but you guys are are having a lot of success with it. And it's supported by the fact that in March of this year, you received your most recent round of funding at 200 million, which really speaks to the investment in this space. So focusing now on your role, your team, the the problems that you guys are tackling on a daily basis, uh, the U.S. healthcare system is incredibly complex. So can you give us some insight into what you and your team are are tasked with doing, some of the projects that you're you're involved in, and what it's like to be part of the data science group at CEDAR? The team is going quite rapidly. So if you asked me two years ago what the the team looked like, uh, I would have described probably myself and, and, and a couple of other data scientists that had that had joined me very recently. The team is growing. We are now a team of eight. And we're doing mostly two things. The first one is commercial analytics. It's to make sure that we 
answer questions that our clients have. So the clients are the large hospital health systems. They usually handle multiple hospitals, actually, and physician groups attached to them. So uh, they need to understand um, what's going on with their patients. So tracking a lot of dashboard, uh, a lot of trying to answer the basic questions about collections, digital engagement, etc. Tracking key metrics, but it's also about trying to bring value to them in the form of it could be something as as simple as you're not collecting as many emails or the emails that you are getting have a lot of bad addresses in them. The data is not as clean in this center versus all of the others. Something might be wrong with your process there. It's us working with them to figure that out and improve the, their patient experience. They really care about providing uh, the best experience, something that, that should be uh, seamless for, for any patient, uh, easy to uh, answer their questions, etc. So we also interact with patients a lot. So we track a lot of engagement on our platform and we want to make sure that we build the best product possible. So first commercial analytics, the second is going to be around product development. Uh, it starts with product analytics. There are a lot of experimentation going on, analyzing groups of patients. I mentioned a few earlier. It's about understanding how we can improve our products or maybe what is the missing feature here, uh, developing hypotheses and testing them through A-B testing. So we've spent a lot of times in the past two years developing a robust framework around experimentation. We are often dealing with non-binary events. It's often, yes, someone has opened an email, they've seen their build, for example, they've engaged on our web app, but it's also about some variables that are kind of tricky to measure, like satisfaction, like collections over time, and trying to find the right experiment test for that. So developing a, a robust experimentation framework has been a, uh, a key focus, and we are moving to developing machine learning models to help us make better decisions at scale. Now that we have about a million patients per month going through our workflow, uh, we are starting to have a, a decent scale where rule-based systems could have done probably 80% of the job. Now we are trying to get the last 20, hopefully with solutions that, that help us scale uh, and find what is the best solution for a given patient knowing everything that we know about, about that patient. From your time, which, as you mentioned already, is, is coming up on, on two years this month, obviously there's been huge growth, huge demand for Cedar, and you've obviously had to wear multiple hats being part of the team building it, but also now scaling and, and, and leading it. What have been some of the, the biggest milestones that you've had in your two years, and specifically looking at the work that the data team has done? There are a few milestones um, in terms of size of the team that were key. Uh, I think we are approaching a, another one. The, the team is reaching 10 people, reaching five people. A lot of things started to break. Our communications, the way we we conduct our weekly meeting, for example. So we had to rethink that. I think that the Cedar reaching 150 employees was a big milestone, and we reached that that milestone, I think a few months into COVID, we've hired half of the company now remotely. A big part of why people wanted to work at Cedar was the office culture, and that's not a thing anymore. So trying to rethink that is going to be 
a challenge. We are going to go back to to the office probably in Q3, Q4, probably half remotely. So we'll we'll have to figure that out. So in terms of team size, I think that was a big milestone. We are about 200 employees now. I would say another one was the beginning of 2020 for us was huge in terms of numbers of patients interacting with our app every day. So when it took uh, weeks to run experiments, now we can have the kind of scale where we can run an A-B test um, and we have enough patients to get answers quickly. Analysis have started, we've been able to go a little bit deeper. The scale is just makes things more interesting. Now, the complexity of it, the more you, the deeper you go, the more you realize how not messed up healthcare is, but it's definitely quite complex. But again, we are dealing with patients going through very different things with expectations from different industries. Like you go to Starbucks, you order your coffee, you you know what you expect. A lot of companies like Amazon have changed expectations and healthcare is just not there. I think that's why Cedar is in business and the opportunity is just huge. Absolutely. And I think you've touched on it already. I've certainly mentioned it in the just how challenging the, the space is and because really you're trying to improve patient experience while also giving transparency and more control around the costs associated with an industry where it's so opaque that it's it's very difficult to understand what the true cost is. What are some of the biggest challenges you and the data team have faced um, and what do you guys have to do to, to overcome this on a daily basis? Yeah, so I think the first challenge was uh, f- with patients that are receiving a bill that they were not expecting. How how do we build a, a patient experience when the patient didn't know that they were getting an anesthesia bill in their mail three months later? So I think that was the first challenge. You mentioned um, price estimation. We are trying to uh, start with estimations post-visit. So you you go to your doctor, we know the kind of procedures that you've just had, or if it was a 15-minute or a 30-minute visit. So we we kind of know how the insurance is going to cover that. So we we can start giving you an estimate right away, uh, 24 hours after the visit. Uh, That should be already a game changer in the industry. And we're trying to figure out in what cases can we do that pre-visit, where our estimation will be good enough we can give you an incentive give you maybe a discount maybe give you offer you to start a payment plan early so that you can prepare to pay a bill over many months doing that pre-visit estimation is going to be the biggest challenge we tackle switching focus now to the growth that you guys have experienced in the last two years the growth of your data team as you now start to look ahead and we come out of the post-COVID pandemic and we start to visualize uh, a bit more stability and um, essentially the new normal of, of the work environment. What are you most excited about for Cedar and your, specifically your data team when you look ahead for 2021? The, the way we celebrate every new client, I think we, we have a, a music that we put on in the office that we have not uh, <laughs> listened to in a year. I think just having new clients, seeing new patients and seeing that uh, number grow uh, every month is is really impressive. And that's that's really exciting. Engaging with patients as early as possible in their cycle opens a lot of opportunities. We can really 
solve many problems if we uh, if we're able to engage early, prepare patients, uh, especially on the financial side of uh, of healthcare. Uh, I think there are opportunities to really disrupt the industry. Having the impact at scale, vision at C at Cedar is to engage with half of the U.S. population in three to five years, and we are getting there. It's That's crazy to think that you guys only founded in 2016, and and the fact that you're already, I think, uh, most recent valuation is 3.2 billion. What yeah. what a few years it's been, very exciting. And yeah, I think it's fair to say that you, you're only just scratching the surface given the market cap of the space that you're trying to disrupt. So it, it's very exciting indeed. Final question for me then, Johan. You and I spoke previously about the, the growth of the data team and there's going to be uh, hiring across data science, data engineering, machine learning. Yeah. You've interviewed a lot of candidates uh, in this current role and in previous positions. I, I want to get some uh, some inside info, some some maybe cheat notes that will help future candidates who might speak to you. What advice can you offer uh, to candidates who are interested in this space uh, interested in a combination of, of data within healthcare uh, as somebody who has uh, found themselves following that interest um, and particularly uh, as you evaluate candidates for seed or what do you look for? There are obvious answers to this one like you should have strong SQL, probably a strong Python or R. The last one that I would like to add is develop your critical thinking. It's so easy to get tricked with data. You need to question everything that you see not take everything for granted. And it starts with a, something as obvious as computing the mean of, of any kind of variable. The, there, there could be a major difference if, if you have outliers. You have that kind of, those kind of tricks everywhere in, in the data that you look at every day. And developing the rigor to question yourself, question what you are seeing, I think is, could make the big difference between being successful or not. And we are definitely looking for people with strong critical thinking skills. Appreciate you sharing that because that is something that uh, people can actively work on uh, and demonstrate in Absolutely. interviewing, which is often lost. Johan, we really appreciate you coming on today and talking to us about Cedar. We've watched from afar over the past four years the incredible success that Cedar has been having. Uh, I genuinely feel that you guys are only just getting started and this is a service we need. So we wish you and your team all the best in the year ahead and we look forward to connecting with you soon to hear how, to, how it's been going. Thank you for having me. AI in Action is brought to you by Aulus International, covering your business's staffing, consulting and networking needs. Aulus offer an exec search program. Aulus can help you discover how data science and AI can transform your company. With our unrivaled network of C-suite executives and senior AI professionals, we offer retained search services across the US and Europe. Get the Aldus advantage. Become a member of the Aldus community and enjoy some of the following. AI meetups. Once a month, our community gathers to listen to some of the leading experts in the world of data science and AI. Our speakers come from all over the world, including Dublin, Boston, and Frankfurt. We also have our AI mentors. Our experts will provide mentoring to Aldus members. And don't forget our AI on Action podcast. Each week we have guests from all over the world talking us through their education, career and more. Become an Aldous member and get the Aldous advantage. For more information and to sign up for our newsletter, log on to www.aldous.com. That's www.aldous.com. Aldous International, empowering through AI.